start? All right. Take it away. All right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We got an intro. We're we're All professional right. here. The fastest growing podcast in Miami's police department in this room. <laughs> hey, hey, well, hey, look, they clapped. All right. Good job, good job. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. Clapping around the room. Special episode today. We're with the used to be called auto theft unit. However, well, I got a little word on the street is we changed the name, but we're going to get into that. It's now called. Auto crimes. Auto crimes. And we're going to get into who just said auto crimes in a second, too. We're going to go around the room, introduce each other. Starting in the back. My name is Anissa. I'm the social broadcasting specialist. I've been working here since November, so I'm fairly new. Fairly new. Welcome, Anissa. What's up, guys? Officer Horta. You know me as Ralph. I've been with the department for about six years and three years in the social media unit. And usually on the couch, we have our our guest on the couch, which is Orlando, but we said we're going to rotate the guest on the couch. And this week, we have a special guest on the couch who is also actually the commanding officer, uh, well, commanding, is it officer? officer. Yeah. Commanding officer of the auto crimes unit. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Burmaster. Yeah. Great introduction. <laughs> <laughs> the commanding officer. But also sitting next to you, I don't want to glaze over because we yeah. do have another guest. He doesn't have a microphone. We're in the works of, of building up the budget to get another microphone for him. But you want to introduce yourself? Detective Toka. <laughs> Killed it on that. Killed it. it was so worth it. It was so worth it. Detective Toka in the house. This is the face he, of auto crimes right there. The face of auto crimes. Yes. Nice. We call and him the mayor. We call him the mayor. The mayor of auto crimes right there and now we have the arms of auto crimes <laughs> sergeant <laughs> castrillo introduce you, yourself sir you. um sergeant castrillo city of miami police department auto crimes unit yeah and uh, uh we know each other for a while i'm nick by the way hi nick about the same <laughs> about the same tenure right we can't yeah. came out on the same time I, I was saying you lateraled over right correct and when you were waiting to go to fto i was getting ready to go to the academy yes sir so fun facts why. A few years. few years. Yeah. And I brought both of you up. That's right. So, and, then, and then we have history, too, because when you were a sergeant, you were my sergeant right when I got out of uh, FTO. So then we Where ran into me? each other in the Alapata Midnight area. Yes. Oh, same, as, fun us. same as me. Fun you were time. Alapata Midnight? With yes, her. She was my first sergeant. Oh, and she was my first sergeant. All right. All right. There you go. Look at that. There you go. Two for now. We're on a podcast together. <laughs> yep. That's crazy. Now I feel left out. She wasn't my first sergeant. Oh, right. that's crazy. So one day, <laughs> those those Alapata days. Remember the Boulevard cafes? How could I forget? Boulevard cafe. Is it still around? No. No, it's, it's not. since been gone. Yeah. But those were the good days. Boulevard cafe. Uh, always, always around a certain time when they let out. Very active. You would advise us. Hey, why don't you guys go over there and stage? <laughs> <laughs> Just in case something pops off, what usually would pop off in that area? Every night. Every night in Alapata, midnights. We must have just missed each other. Yeah. Yeah. I bet later on in the career, we moved over to the, well, we reunited, and it felt so good, in <laughs> <laughs> Little Havana PST, the problem-solving team. Sure did. 2010. 2010. Yes. Yeah. It's my Spanish for the episode. This guy knows Spanish. <laughs> 
I think that's about it, how we know each other, right? Yeah. There's other things, right? Did you ever come to that comedy show that we did? You did, right? Yes. Yeah, you did. didn't. Was it good? Very good. Better than this podcast? Just we'll see. We're, we're, we're up there. <laughs> neck and neck and neck and neck. So uh, with that being said, this is what we like to do. We like to break the ice. We have a special segment on the podcast. It's called Anissa's Icebreaker Questions. Yes, I made that up. So <laughs> Anissa uh, comes up with some questions. A little off topic than what we're going to be talking about in the podcast, but just to break the ice a little bit and uh, usually get to know somebody, a little bit about their history or just a question. So Anissa, you want to take it? Yes. What was the first record tape or CD you ever owned or bought? Ooh. Uh, Vanilla Ice. It was actually a, a vinyl record. Really? Yeah. That Ice Ice Baby Times. Really? I had the cassette. I had the cassette, the single uh, Vanilla Ice. My, actually, my sister had it. Uh, but you had a record? Yeah. You used to look at, listen to records? Yeah. I think I that was the only record that I had. No, no, I had records. I just, I just didn't know because we're around the same time that you actually listened to records. You listen to records too? I have a few years on you guys. Oh, okay. But what... What record was it? I don't think I can say that on the... The, the record? It was Artists. George Michael. Oh, and I got to have faith, faith, faith. Not that one, but oh. we'll go with that one. <laughs> what was it? What was it? The uh, What was his first one? I, I want your... Ba- body? Something like that. All right. Yeah, all right. All right. We're going to pull that out. Let's play it in the headphones to see what <laughs> LT was listening to. On our fr- I got did it right here. Hold on. I got it right here. Yeah, did you? It's actually on his playlist. <laughs> I was just listening to it. Yeah. Did you Did you buy it yourself or somebody it was given? No, I'm sure somebody gave it. Oh, nice. Well, Anissa, what was your first? So mine was a, a single. Because mm-hmm. used to... It was yeah, CD. The, the little they record. Would, they would sell singles. No, the 45. You had a 45. There's a little one. Little ones. Yeah, you're talking about record. You're talking about CDs. CDs. Yeah, you're talking about. That had like the singles on it. Yeah, like. Here's the question. That. Was it a legal CD or was it a copyright? You burned the CD. I went to the store and bought it for a dollar. Oh, okay. They used to sell singles for like a dollar, a dollar 99. Right. It was Blackstreet Boys. Blackstreet Boys? Yeah, no diggity. No, no doubt. Yeah. That's is that is it? No, it's Blackstreet. It's Blackstreet. Black Blackstreet. But not boys. Oh, did I you, say boys? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's I want. She made a new band. The new band. You, you never knew they collabed on that one song. They did that one song. There you go. I did love Blackstreet, Blackstreet Boys though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no diggity. No doubt. Mm-hmm. There you go. That was the uh, that was the the song. If you didn't know. Now we're going to get copywritten strike yeah, because sure. I sound exactly like that. That's two, <laughs> two podcasts in a row that you're singing. Copyright We're going to have to take it off. Yeah. They're like, when are we going to talk about auto theft? We will in a second after we find out what was Ralph's first. My first uh, CD was, it was actually a 112 CD. Ooh, 112. And and cream. this is a true story. It got taken by my parents. Ooh. And cracked once they heard the CD. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> once they heard the lyrics on the CD. What was your favorite song? It was song? me and my sister, actually. I have a sister. She's a year older than me. So yeah. we must have been, I don't know, 12, 13, 13, 14. I don't remember exactly. But we bought the 112 CD on Main Street in Miami Lakes. Whoever's familiar, there was a, a record store. Mm-hmm. And we bought it one day. They didn't even know we bought it. My parent or my mom found it, started listening to it, and she broke the CD. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. But the f- that was the first... Uh, record that i bought the first uh cassette that i ever had bone thugs in harmony east 1999 oh yeah i don't know they I still just, go hard they, they go good yeah, you can still hard. listen to that right bone now thugs, yeah that's timeless what you gonna do 
Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I Nobody oh. knows. You're just supposed to mumble. <laughs> so that was my first, that was the first, my first actually cassette. It was two-sided, two-sided cassette. Okay. And I did have Vanilla Ice cassette. And I used to listen to a cassette player on the bus. And then the CD players came and then it would skip. Whenever the bus would go over, it would skip. You guys remember that? Yeah. All right. And then we got to burn CDs. Remember that? Those are the days. LimeWire. Lime, LimeWire, Napster. There, there was a certain time there. If you had a burner, you were like, yeah. you, you, you pay him $10. Yeah. So you give him a list of songs. I remember that. And it's past the statute of limitations, guys. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why LT was real quiet. I don't know what they're talking about. LimeWire. <laughs> what was your yeah. favorite CD? Favorite CD. I liked, believe it or not, so when we used to eat dinner, my dad used to put on his music. So it was like a lot of Motown stuff. I liked uh, the, the Jackson 5. You know, I, I can tell you the whole... the whole. How are you picked up your dance moves? I did. I did. That's where I picked up my dance moves from Michael Jackson. And and uh, who else? That's where it all started. Yeah, Michael Jackson. Uh, believe it or not, Breaking. The movie Breaking with uh, Turbo and Ozone. I love that movie. Oh yeah. God. Mm-hmm. That's where I used, to, I used to imitate those guys. Cool. You like that? <laughs> Never seen no it. idea what you're talking about. You don't know Breaking the movie? Electric <laughs> Boogaloo hey, 2? He's, he's looking at you. He's like, dancing oh, on the right, ceiling? Cool. He's cool. like, yeah. Uh -huh. Go along with it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, LimeWire, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, if you guys are looking at Sergeant Castrillo, and you're like, man, I know, I can't put my finger on it. This guy looks familiar. <laughs> This guy looks familiar. <laughs> no, he's not. He doesn't play AC Slater in uh, Save by the Bell. You get that a lot or no? No, no, never. never. <laughs> no. Okay. First time. <laughs> yeah, but back when when you're in PST, you used to have the little curly hair, the long curly hair, just like nah, him. That wasn't me. You were trying that to imitate. No, okay, I just make sure. <laughs> but you were in a movie, a big movie that was filmed around here. Do you remember that movie? Yes, sir. What was the movie called? Bad Boys Two. Oh, so cliche. Yeah. So who are you, Mike Lowry, or are you? I wish I was a uh, two second. Boat cop. You were a boat cop. Yeah. So what did you do? We we call <laughs> them marine the patrol. Yeah, you were, but marine patrol. But what did they call you on set? Hey, uh, boat cop. Boat cop. Boat that's, cop. That's exactly what they would say. Yeah. <laughs> boat cop. Boat Get cop. Ready. On, yeah. You ready? Yeah. And Are you in the credits? Yeah. You credits. got an IMBD? To this day, I still get um, those um, royalty checks for like $50 <laughs> here and there. Bro, so, get out of here. That's because I had a speaking role. So. Oh, oh and you got royalties? Yeah. What? Good luck. Tiny nice. one. Nice. $50. That's more well, than I ever. They paid me three grand to be on the movie for the two seconds. What? So. I didn't know this. Oh, you were in Bad Boys. Did you get to meet Martin Lawrence and uh, Will Smith? Absolutely not. I wish I did. So what? They had me on a boat for about 12 hours for the whole day shooting, uh -huh. and that was it. They had a nice stage area where they gave us food. That's what I say. They have. They usually have food on the yeah. set. Yeah, Did you get to go to the rap party? No parties. No party. Nah. It's called a rap party. So whenever you're on a set, uh, at the end when they're done filming, they, like wrap up. they throw a rap party. Got it. Where it they if for bad boys it should be it should have been huge. Like they go all out for these. They bring in DJs and entertainment. So. If you didn't know, now you know. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, Michael Bay was the director. Did you meet him? Ooh. I did not meet anyone famous. <laughs> <laughs> I was isolated on a boat with one of the stunt actors, okay. and that was it. Man, I, we met Michael Bay. He and was, I wasn't here, even he was here not boy. too long ago. Yeah, we met Michael Bay. He, we did uh, uh, a Make-A-Wish. Yeah, the Make-A-Wish. Make and, cool. yeah, and we made, we made the news because we shut down the um, the bridge that they shot the scene. So, they, so... The kid that was in Make-A-Wish, he, he loved the Bad Boys movies. So 
I think the beach got in contact. He lives, Michael Bay lives in the beach. I don't know if we should put that out. I'm not giving his address, but he lives over there in Miami Beach. And uh, we linked up with Miami Beach PD. We did this great thing where we took the the kid to all the, the sites that were that Bad Boys was filmed in. There's a, there's a big chase scene on the bridge, and we re- enacted that not really reenact like did a chase scene but we brought him on the bridge helicopter flew over it was really cool That's to, awesome. yeah, yeah yeah it was cool he loved it he loved it um so anisa what's the next uh what was your first job Ooh, i was studying civil engineering oh. so i worked for a construction company in the office as an assistant to the project manager that would be the engineer that's your first job bro damn oh my god yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was the CEO of. Uh, <laughs> like, good lord, that's that's big good time. job. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Anissa, what was what was your first job? I I was a salesperson, I guess. Oh. <laughs> Why do you mall? say it like it's a question? Because is that as guess? Guess. Yeah. I was like, a salesperson, guess. I guess. At guess. guess. Which store? Guess where? <laughs> Go ahead. What, uh, what about Ralph? My first job was at a gym. I was a front desk. Uh, I would work front desk on the floor, picking up weights and. You holding out on me, bro? I told you I need stretches. You were a personal trainer. Uh, I was a basketball coach. Oh, really? For like four-year-olds and five-year-olds. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know 18 that. years old, that was my first job. Nice. Yeah. LT? I was a special needs counselor at a Miami-Dade Park. That's another good one. They put you right into that position, no training or no nothing? Um, well, I'm a psychology major, and my specialty was working with special needs kids. Wow, look at that. Well, Man, I, feel, I don't even want to say what I was. What was your first job, Nick? I helped. <laughs> let me try to dress this up. I was a specialist when it came to people uh, searching for Christmas trees in a Christmas tree patch. And I would cut the bark <laughs> off the tree. And you were a Christmas tree advisor. It, a Christmas tree advisor. There you go. At 14 years old. And I used to ride my bike down to the Christmas tree patch, work for tips only. And that was my first job. A lot of sap. A lot of sap on my fingers afterwards. That was my first job. And then I never had another, nor- I never had like a normal, like a uh, retail job. I was always a DJ, work with kids. That was me. Now to this day, do you actually have real trees at home for Christmas or do you have the artificial tree? Hey, hey, I'm doing the questions hey, here. Hey, no, but that's a good, good one. Good question. Yeah, that is a good question. Because that could take on a whole conversation there. First of all, if you want a good tree, I, you can just link up with me. I'm good at finding it. You know how they come all tied up? Yeah. I can tell you that one, that's got a hole right there. I'm bringing you with me this right. year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> good. And then and then when I get it, I can still do it. You pick it up and slam it on the ground so the branches go down. I got it all. I got the science behind Christmas trees. However, the, to answer your question, I got a fake tree. <gasps> I got a fake tree. After picking up the bristles. Blasphemy. Nah, After I, all those years of sticky, sappy fingers. Yeah. But you're I got, like, I'm going to get a fake one. I got two trees. Your kids don't want a real tree. I get the incense and I put them in between the branches. <laughs> it's like the real thing. Yeah. Well, with that being said, we're going to talk about some auto crimes. Thank you. Oh, I forgot about that. Right. <laughs> You're lucky you said it right that time. <laughs> Those are called icebreakers. <laughs> yeah, I know. Auto crime. Sorry. It's been 15 years of programming. Auto, da, 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 da. Now it's auto crimes. Correct. When we come back from the break, we're going to get into some auto crimes. All right. All right. Hey, are you enjoying the video portion of our podcast? You can also find us on all audio streaming platforms like iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We'll have those available for you down below. Now back to the show. Yes, sir. All right. Auto crimes. Roll out. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys know that's from? (laughs) Um, Transformers. Transformers. There you go. Maybe we should switch. Maybe we switch. (laughs) So, yes, um, we're going to talk about some of the typical methods 
MOs that these offenders are using. We're going to talk about some preventative tips, and we're going to talk about some catalytic converter stuff. That's big nowadays. I have to stre- I have to pronunciate all those words. Otherwise, sound it out. Sound it out. Gonna kind of like come Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have to say I have to pronunciate that. So we're gonna talk about that stuff, and it's it's pretty interesting when you get into it, especially the new the the new methods that they have. Maybe if you're listening out there, you could get some tips and and try to prevent this stuff from happening to you. With that being said, have you ever had your car stolen before? Anybody? Thank, thankfully, I have not. No. No. I oh. haven't. No. My dad. Your dad? Yeah. When I was younger, they stole his car when he was at work. And then they found it. And then they kind of just parked the car in front of my house. And it just stayed in front of the house with no tires because they sold tires. Oh, your dad was rolling on reams. He had 20s? I, I don't know. I was he, had like deep, he had them deep dish 20s. Like I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> the spinners. <laughs> spinners. I think it was a Tercel. A oh, Toyota Tercel, oh, and they maybe stole deep his dish rims. 18s. Yeah, no, there wasn't like 10s. There were like 10s. Yeah. You have, <laughs> did you ever have your car stolen no. before? I have. I have never. I haven't, I haven't had it broken into a couple times. Uh, once in the academy where I had a hatchback. So you guys know the rule, right? If your equipment is, it, when we have our equipment, we have to store it where secure. it's secure. Uh, otherwise, we, we kind of own the... You're liable. Liable, and we have to pay it back. Because it was, you know, we should have been a little more responsible. However, I had a hatchback. I had an Acura RSX. Not the R or the S or whatever. I had the regular one, but I dropped it a little bit to make it look like the <laughs> racing one. It was three and a half cylinders, but it looked fast. On 17s? <laughs> oh, spinners. Was, and it had big rims, too, believe it or not. But I had a hatchback, and I had my radio, because you get assigned your duty belt. I had my radio in my, my academy bag. Got home on a Friday. I left it in the trunk. Well, so I thought it was the trunk. Apparently, hatchbacks don't have trunks. Correct. So I had to pay off the police radio Oof. for about, I don't know, like eight, Happy nine career. years. Yeah, eight, nine years of my career, $25 out of oh the check. <laughs> See, that's one of our preventative measures is you don't leave it. your belongings where people can see them. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what we're going to talk about. That's why we got you on here. If you would have had the podcast 20 years ago, it would have never happened. Right? <laughs> exactly. exactly. I was like, wow, that makes sense. And, you know, yes. So and then my wife had her car stolen. And this we can maybe talk about this. She was going to sell her car and she went to they gave, the guy gave her a bad cashier's check. She's like, and can you believe the cashier's check was bad? I'm like, yeah, if the guy stole your car. I would assume that it was a bad cashier's check. But anyways, gave the cashier's check. He was in the car and he just peeled off on it and then oh. it was bad catches check none of the paperwork so it was a lost stolen car whatever a couple days later someone knocks on her door trying to get her to sign the title of the car he sold the car to somebody else so she got the car back so the person that that got the car sold to them had to forfeit the car or give the car back to her because she got it stolen and he lost his money and he lost his money yeah. <laughs> wow. actually happens very wow. frequently <laughs> okay so we, my bad we, just, <laughs> we gotta get into the we gotta get into the tips here so tell me about the unit uh lt and a little bit about what you guys do in the auto crimes unit okay so the unit right now is comprised of one sergeant mm-hmm. there he is okay. boom um, and eight detectives. Mm. Um, they're kind of, we try to divvy up the work as much as possible so it's fair. Um, we have one particular guy that handles most of our motorcycles. Okay, so issues. we're going to talk about that. Somebody had a question about that later on. And um, so we handle auto thefts. Right. We handle uh, 
break-ins to motor vehicles. What about like when they steal the catalytic converters? Whole another animal, but yes, we handle that. What about tags? Yep. Anything part of motor? It it's ours. Into, okay. Your dad's rims, boom. Would have been ours. Them 20s. In 1990. <laughs> In 1990, the Toyota Tercel, those were good cars. But, uh. Oh, we had issues a couple years back with the <clears throat> Honda Civics being left on blocks. So it, it fluctuates, right? Yeah. So there's like a, the, like a trend, right? Yeah, it comes in trends, it comes in waves. We've had, you know, over the years. The rims, the airbags. Now the hot thing is catalytics. There's always going to be somebody trying to steal something, and there's going to be a way that they get defeated, and then they'll figure out how to defeat that, and then they'll it just keep rolling. So what I'm getting at is back in the days in Alapata days when we used to do the midnight patrols, you could be, you could take a pair of scissors and lube them up and shove them into the ignition and turn. Just not not just like one blade, turn it, and then we'll start some of these older cars. So back in the day, it was just like scissors. I'm sure before that was even you know something a little more like you just gotta wind it up and then you take, <laughs> take it off. But I'm saying it evolves. So there's like like now we're in 2022 and and we're gonna get into this, but like key fobs and the electronic yeah. stuff where it's a, a little bit less physical work. It's more of like a touch of a button. Technology. Yeah, it's technology. And uh, like the Crown Vicks, remember the Crown Vicks, and you had it Slim Jim, always a guy on the crew that had a Slim Jim, right? Mm -hmm. Lock our keys in the car. Yeah, and that guy would always be the one locking the keys in the car <laughs> <laughs> and asking for another unit to come by with a Slim Jim. So if you don't know what a Slim Jim is, it's that, that meaty stick. No, I'm just kidding. It's uh, <laughs> it's the metal, the metal. Anissa, what are you <laughs> with the Macho Man coming? Snap into a Slim Jim. All right, so the, the Slim Jim is is a slender, it's slender metal stick, right? You very guys, shine, very shiny silver, very shiny silver, uh, and you see it. They used to slide it into the door. You can hook the locking me mechanism. Yeah, unlock the door. Boom, pull it up, and it would come up. Then they invented the the locks that go sideways. Those were a little more trickier. But the Crown Vicks, I was clutch at opening Crown Vicks. I was gone in thirty seconds opening right. those Crown Vicks. I had a lot of practice. <laughs> so what you're saying is you locked your keys in your car quite frequently. No, because I'm the guy with the Slim Jim, so I can't lock my, if I lock my keys, I'm stuck. He was a little bit of a goofball as a rookie, <laughs> no. and he's developed say. that skill yeah. over time. I was like, I need to get one of those Slim Jims. But anyways, so technology has evolved, yeah. right? So we're getting into this new school or uh, new technology. Uh, and how Evolving. to yeah, steal the car. Cars are coming out now with no keys, right? And yeah. they're getting stolen. Yes, sir. What, <laughs> what is that? So what is the most typical type of uh, auto th crime that you guys are getting? Uh, and just to put it out there, in any big city where there's a lot of cars, there's going to be crime. Yeah. So Because it is a crime of opportunity. Of opportunity. Okay, so go ahead. I, I, sorry, sorry to interrupt. It's okay. Yeah. So we have basically the most common type, which is when people leave their keys inside of the vehicles. Mm -hmm. Bad guys come, check door handles. <clears throat> All they got to do is go inside of the car, press the button, car turns on, they're gone. In less than 10 seconds. In less than 10 seconds. And you know what that comes from? It's because there's no, you don't have to put it in the ignition. Yeah. So you yep. just leave it in the cup holder. Guilty. You leave it in the, the seat, you know. I'm guilty of that. Where yeah. I just turn, no, I'm not, not leaving it overnight, but it just... Putting the key in the in the cup holder, and then forgetting 
and then going, oh, as soon as I take two steps away, it's usually two or three steps where I remember and turn around and go right into the car and grab the key fob. Not two or three so days. Kind of the purpose of the keyless entry mm -hmm. is so you don't hold on to the keys. Yeah. So but that makes it harder. Put it, put it in your pocket, yeah. ladies. Put it in your bag, your purse, your pocket, whatever. And then you don't accidentally leave it behind because it's on your person. So that's one of the most common ones, which is super preventable. It's not like somebody with a Slim Jim. Correct. Yeah. So now we have the ones that are pretty much unpreventable. Right. You just become a victim. Right. Is these new age bad guys, suspects, what they do is they have computers, mobile devices that if you have a certain brand of car, mm -hmm. they'll check your door handles if the car's open. They'll sit inside, their electronic device sends a signal to the keyless entry, mm -hmm. and the car automatically turns on, and boom, they're gone. Man, and these are more high-end or and just... The most typical ones right now would be Dodge. Mm -hmm. Dodge Chryslers. Yeah. Those are the ones that are being targeted. The SRTs, Hellcats. Hellcats. And when they, when they get these cars, how are, how are, what do they do with them? Chop shops? Is so, that, is that, first of all, is that, is that a, not a movie... Term, right? They have chop it's shops. Real. Yes, it's that's a real. real thing. So what is, this, what is a chop shop? So there's different things that the bad guys do with them. Yeah. First is a chop shop. Right. They chop them up. They mm -hmm. take out the motor. They take out the transmission. They'll go ahead and put it on a crash car, rebuild that car. Now they have free parts. They'll be able to fix that car and sell it for cheap mm. with stolen parts. All right. So that's one way that they're doing it. Right. That's one thing that they're doing with them. Do they send them overseas at all? Do they get them, put them in like cargo? And I know the it's very difficult to send them overseas because the port yeah. checks. You have to have paperwork documentation anytime that you are sending a car overseas. Yeah. And chances are that your vehicle is going to be checked. Oh, see? So it's very difficult to, to ship them out. So that, that's something that you hear a lot. It's like, oh, they probably shipped it overseas. So that's something so that yeah. happens more with our catalytics because there's no identifying markings on them. Yeah. So it's very easy to. So the, ca so the catalytic converters. Can oh, be so shipped. pieces. So pieces of the car. There's can a lot of shipped. identifying features on yeah. certain parts of yeah. the car, but the reason the catalytics is such a prominent crime right now is because there's no they don't. there's no way to identify where mm. what car they belong to who they belong to or anything like that so speaking about shipping out of the country right. motorcycles those ah. can be shipped out of the country bad guys are just putting them apart since so it's a motorcycle yeah motor small wheels are small yeah they put them in separate boxes ship them out as another category motorcycles do they do they do they is it just like they come scoop them up, put them in the bed of a truck, or are they actually starting up and going? I made the sound. He, my soundboard guy doesn't have a motorcycle yet. No, we're working yet. on it. So are little Euro by little. Our European motorcycles, they're more high-end. Yeah. They can't be jump-start. So those are being put in the back of vans, mm. back of pickup trucks. So if you do reside inside of a building, an apartment building, condo building, and you do see a vehicle suspicious driving up and down, looking at motorcycles, call the police because most likely they're going to end up taking a motorcycle. There you go. Now, the Japanese motorcycles, those they could jumpstart them. Okay. They, um, they play with the ignition, turn them on, and they ride off with it. Hmm. So, so those are going to be people that are, like, lingering around the gates of buildings and stuff like that. People walking around with their helmets already on. No motorcycle rider wears their helmet when yeah. they're not on the bike. Yeah. But that's obviously to conceal their faces, so, you know. That's something that, that's good, a little a good tip. Um, if you live in these condo buildings, they're not going to have access to the parking garage, right? So right. if you see somebody following you in, that not that a telltale sign that, hey. Red that, flag. Yeah, yeah. very. 
Maybe I should uh, maybe I should call the police. And guess what, guys? That's what we're here for, right? Yeah. Call the police. We'll come. We'll investigate. Give us a description of the car. If you get a tag or somebody driving, we'll come out. We'll investigate. We'll see what's going on. And then um, see what happens. That may, it might prevent somebody from losing their property. And what else? So reference stolen motor vehicles. Also, what they do is they revent them. Mm-hmm. So they steal, let's say, steal your wife's car. Yeah. They'll go ahead and um, change the VIN numbers on it. Mm. But these vehicles have multiple VIN numbers. So if a detective or a police stops you and they know what they're looking for, they'll be able to find the real VIN number yeah. and return that vehicle back to the rightful owner. But these bad guys are putting fake VINs on these cars. They're registering them with the motor vehicles department. So if an officer runs a license plate, the license plate is going to come back to that VIN. Really? Yeah. Wow. There's a little intricate there. Yeah. So they're making the VIN legit. By right. registering. Very sophisticated. Yeah. Wow. And some of them look legit. Some of them are very obvious, but some of them are pretty good. Can we I ask? Do have, we do have investigative tools that we could follow up with that, track them, yeah. trace them, yeah. find every single every single vehicle that was registered by that registering agent, that employee. Ah. And there we start tracking everything down and we build a humongous case. Ah. Person goes to jail for a long time, so do not try it. No, well, but I mean, this is this is good to Don't know. Do this it's, at home. It's, no, it's very interesting. Obviously, we're not, we're not uh, telling people how to steal cars, but we want to educate our public on what's going on and how we are trying to prevent and how we're going after these criminals. Yeah. As Sergeant Castrillo would say, Bad guys. Mm-hmm. Make way for the bad guys. Yeah. So, uh, with that being said, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about these catalytic converters. And I said that good. Good job. Catalytic converters, later on in the podcast, what we like to do is ask the audience that's on Instagram. Eventually, we're going to do it on YouTube when we build our audience here. Uh, hey, this is who we're having on this week. Do you guys have any questions for them? And we polled the audience, and we have some questions for you guys coming up later on in the podcast. So, why don't we... Take a quick break. Boom. We yeah. finish each other's sentences. Oh. <laughs> hey, are you guys on TikTok? <laughs> so are we. Follow us at Miami underscore PD on TikTok. All right. With that being said, let's get back to the podcast. Uh, we were we left off talking about the key fobs and the new technology, and then the way that they're the, so once they steal these cars, uh, the things that they do afterwards, right? So we have got the chop shop, um, parts overseas. Do they? It was like my wife, they sold. They did like a fraud. There it is. Correct. They're doing a fraudulent deal where they're making this this deal up, and then they take off with the car, and then they sell it again. These. Still, my son track. We've had we've had a lot of those, not a lot, but we've had a few of those where people buy a purchase a car, mm-hmm. do not leave your title inside of the vehicle. Yes, car gets stolen, bad guy has a title. Mm-hmm. He goes to the transfer MV, it. transfer it. Maybe he sells it online, puts it up on Craigslist. Someone yeah. comes, contacts him, sells a vehicle, and now we have a new victim. So, or that person could just register it and say, "Hey, I purchased this car. Mm. I bought it cash, and there's no paper trail." Mm. Yep. We have a case that we're working where it, the car was sold and sold and sold and sold, and now we're trying to track the original, the original seller. owner. Oh my god! Of the vehicle. Uh, how is because so the way that it used to be is that they would steal a car, go out and commit crimes, and then the rentals started coming in to play the rental cars, and they would just go rent a car under somebody else's name and then commit crimes. And now they have Turo. Are you guys getting things with Turo where people keep it too long? The Turo app, you know what that is? Like a, almost like an Airbnb, but for cars? 
It We've, happens a bit, but it's not like something major that we're working. As far as rentals go, what we're seeing is these, uh, the thieves mm -hmm. are renting vehicles to go commit other crimes. Oh, okay. So, so they're using it because we, they had to switch the tag. We, you know, then we have to trace down who rented it, who. Yeah. So that's paid another. Cash. That's, a, that's another thing that you guys that you guys do, right? Investigate that that kind of things, and overdue rentals. Those are considered. Those become stolen vehicles still, or is that? Because I know if you go overdue. So if you have an agreement with one of these rental car companies and you keep it overdue and you don't return it, well, then that becomes. So a police report is made, yeah. an overdue rental police report is made. Yeah. If an officer runs that license plate, it's going to come back as a stolen vehicle, but on the actual notes, it's going to say it's an overdue rental. Yeah. They'll stop the vehicle, and if the person that's driving the vehicle is the renter, you'll be arrested. Yeah. If not, the vehicle just be re uh, returned back to the rental agency. So get those rentals back. Otherwise... With the full tanker gas. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget that, because then you'll Or be, you, get, you, know? you get paid. I mean, you have to pay. Yeah. Pay that money. Pay that gas money. And gas money's high. What about electric cars? Because that's like not, Teslas. I have not had one electric car get stolen yet. Oh. Oh, you, you don't want you don't want to open that up? No, please. Oh, okay. Knock on wood. Sorry. Knock on wood. We have enough. Yeah, but that's that's interesting that Tesla has created an infrastructure or a car system that is. I don't want to say it's unhackable because I know of Teslas that have been stolen in other in other parts of the nation where we don't they don't have such great auto crimes units such as ours, right? You mm -hmm. Like that? Yeah. That was good, huh? Yeah, I like. But it. I've I've heard of Teslas being stolen, but you just follow it for a little bit and run out of electricity, <laughs> or send eventually, right? But they can shut it off, right? Because so Tesla owners can just shut it off, turn off the car, and you got it and all in the app. So those are really hard to steal. So that's part, of one of the, that's part of the preventive measurements that you said. I know, but we can't uh, we can't market for Tesla. <laughs> no, no, but I'm if you're in the market for a new vehicle, <laughs> try the Teslas. You can't steal them. <laughs> <laughs> that was my salesman pitch. Um, so looking at the notes here, but did you mention something about the key fob or something that happened recently with a key fob and well, I a wasn't preventative sure. measure? I wasn't sure if, um, going back to what Sergeant Castillo said, I wasn't sure if it was that they were using a device in the car, as he said, or if they're relaying a signal to a key fob back to the car, because I saw that they sell now like these sleeves or little boxes that block signals, but apparently it's not that. It's it's just they get into the car and the device will just turn on the car without the key fob. Do you know so, if that, he was not nodding yes, but do you know of that technology out there where they can steal your key fob? Like relay, relay the key fob? Yeah, it's nodding yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, it so does happen as well. So that does exist. Correct, too. it does. So, so, so there's a there's a so preventative measure. I don't know if you know, but there's I know I saw it on Shark Tank and it was for your credit cards that has the chip. There's like a little sleeve that you put it in and Ralph blocks the signal. Just take it when you want to. I'm, I'm sitting you it up. Blocks the signal. Yeah, no, I mentioned it already. The box. I said the box that blocks the signal or the sleeve that you can put your key fob in. Pro tip right there. Yeah. That doesn't mean leave your key fob in the car. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. Or. Or you can put a kill switch on your car. Or you can put a kill. That's the best measure. A preventative really? measure. Yeah. What's, what's that? For, for like I know the... the, the, what's the, what's the, the club? The club. I know the club. Oh. <laughs> I know the club. But yeah, so she will... Go ahead and I'll let you say. So the best preventative measure is to put the kill switch because with the kill switch, what they're using, what they're doing with these computer devices is they're quickly reprogramming the vehicle so oh. that they can drive it, whether it has key fob or not. The kill switch prevents that from even happening. Where can one get one of these kill switches? Do you know? Any, any place where you install alarms, mm -hmm. 
either with an alarm or without the alarm, they could install a kill switch. So it's pretty much a button, a hidden button, a switch. So, so, so you can't activate it from afar. You have to be in the car, actually hit the switch. Correct. When you leave, you hit the kill so switch. So it pretty much just kills any communication or a gas or fuel to the motor. Hmm. So the vehicle will not turn on. So as long as that switch is on, so like you got home, turned off the car, activated the kill switch, no one will be able to take it. No. There you go. They would have to look for the kill. They'll probably They'd think that their device. The yeah, they'll probably think their device is not working at that moment. Uh huh. Because the car is not turning on. Gotcha. So preventative tip. Very. Do they still have sound advice? No. The store doesn't exist anymore. I, I got my car stereo from there, and I know Senior they do alarms. Stereo? But if there was a sound device, <laughs> if you go on a time machine, go back to the nineties and go to the sound advice, you can get a kill switch. It was the most expensive place back in the days. With my the uncle. Runners? My the uncle worked there, <laughs> and you. <laughs> My uncle worked there, and there were some old speakers that they take out of the cars. They throw them in the they so they they would just discard them because they're old speakers. If you get a new if you get a new system, they have after a while you just have enough of these old speakers that throw away. So my uncle's like, "Yo, I got these old fifteen kickers. Oh. Do you want these subwoofers? Barracks? I'm about to throw them out. No, 15s. actually, Dodge Stratus, baby. That was my first car. And you have fifteens in it. I had a 1996 white Dodge Stratus V6. Woof. Woo. <laughs> and Fast and Furious was out when I had it. But it wasn't in 1996, but it was in 1996. It was way after that. Fast and Furious was out, and I put the two little the washer lights in there. Killing the game. Made me two miles an hour faster. Did you have the street glow lights, the white lights? No, the... I couldn't afford those. I just had the washer lights. <laughs> the two little dots on the windshield. <laughs> that spray. Yeah, the un- spray. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I had four 12 solo barracks while kickers. Whoa! Ooh. Talk about a one-upper. Because of his first job as a manager. Engineer. Oh, you were making the big bucks as an engineer. Solar barracks, that was top of the line right yeah. there for sound. The good ones. Speaking of auto. You, my friend, you are a fan, uh, mm-hmm. auto connoisseur. Yeah, I love cars. Yeah, what, what's your current car right now? I have a 1969 Camaro. Ooh, and it's mint. Yeah, it has, a, has a new Corvette motor in it. Nice. <gasps> and you had a Corvette. Yeah, a new had a Corvette. Corvette, correct. What did you have before that? Can't remember. I've had a few cars. It wasn't that great. It was a Tercel. Sorry, no offense to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, well, we got off topic with the Stratus. Stratus was the baddest, I used to say. Stratus is the baddest. But uh, we were talking about the... Somebody kill help switch. me out. The switch. The kill switch. Kill switch. Okay, so kill switch is, is a preventative measure for these new, newer aged. New technology. Yeah. yeah. Kill switch back to the whole key fob being reprogrammed or the signal being hacked. Don't leave the key fobs near the door. Mm-hmm. We've seen on surveillance video, the bad guys coming to the front door with the computer putting it towards the door, trying to wait for the signal. Mm. Once they get that signal, they go to the car, they jump in, and they take off. Also, front door of the, of the house. Like, if you hang the keys right... I have, a, I have a key hanger in the front door of my house. Where everybody yeah. goes. Where mine, is. Yeah. mine is. You come in, kick the shoes off, hang up the right keys. There. Wow. Yeah. Let's see. Hey, that's good. That's good. That's what we're here. Not talking about Dodge Stratus. Talking about preventative measures. Yeah. Common practices. I mean, back to the, the thefts from motor vehicles. Yeah. I mean... The lives we all live is hustle bustle. Yeah. One place to another as fast as possible. If you have kids, that's even another like yes. your yeah, brain kind of gets scrambled. People leave backpacks, purses, presents, gifts, target bags, whatever, and it's you're a prime target because yeah. because that crime of opportunity. That's what I'm saying. It's a crime of opportunity. So they're walking. So essentially, <laughs> they might not be like, oh, we're gonna get that car. 
but we're walking by this car yeah, and there's I mean, something that I want inside. And the, people don't stick out because if you're walking through a regular big parking lot, people think, oh, they're just trying to find their car. Walking yeah. to their and car. they're actually glancing car to car. Oh, there's an open bike. Okay. If and you're coming, the if thefts you're, happen super fast. If you're coming to Miami as a tourist and you rent a vehicle, please drop off your luggages. Please. At your hotel room Before and then go, go out eat. to eat. Correct. <laughs> yeah, because in the luggage, they typically have their funds that they bring. They, We've they had victims lose their passports, uh, money. So. Oh, so they can get back to wherever they're coming from. Ooh, pro tip. Yeah. Put Stow those bags away in your hotel room uh, before you go out and about. Yeah. And, and again, any large city, you have vehicles, you have pedestrians, people on foot. There's going to be crimes of opportunity that happen no matter where you're at. So, so and we are a tourist uh, attraction here in my city of Miami brings in a lot of uh, tourists. And so that's a, if they're listening out there, if you're coming from another area, that is some yeah. advice to heed. There was a method that in Alapata, going back to Alapata, there's a lot of, it was, since we're here, just brought back some recollection. There was, there was a, there was a gentleman that kept getting his car stolen. It was one of those easy ones with uh, scissors. It was, I think it was like a Altima, like a Nissan Altima, but one of the older ones. He had like enough is enough and he would, every night before he would leave, he would park his car and unconnect his battery. That's, that, one, that's one way to do it. It's yeah. technique. Well, yeah. It works. It'll work. He, It'll work. It'll he work. disconnected his battery. I mean, it's a little bit of work. Every one morning, you got to get up and connect the battery, but you know your car's not going to get stolen. And guess what? We caught the offenders uh, when I was on FTO with uh, my FTO, DeCespitus, who's since retired. Shout out to DeCespitus. Uh, we, caught, we caught them in the car trying to start the car, like looking like, why, why, isn't, this, why isn't this working? So it worked. So oh. boom. And one of the offenders jumped to try to get away, jumped into a bougainvillea. You know what a bougainvillea is? Those ones, the pink ones, the pretty, pretty ones with flowers. thorns. Wow. With spikes yeah. everywhere. From the top of a fence in through a bush of, a thick bush of bougainvillea and all you hear was like, oh! Ouch. Yeah, so it was it was a lesson learned. I think that was worse than actually getting arrested. For, for sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jinx. So that's one of the, uh, that's a pro tip from Nick. Disconnect the battery. I guess. <laughs> hey, whatever works. You learn. You learn on, when you're patrolling. You learn stuff. You learn how to slim jim. You learn how to disconnect the battery. You learn this stuff because yeah. you're. You're. I don't know. How do I not become a victim? So what else we got? Another preventive measure would be um, putting a GPS on your vehicle, a hidden vehicle tracker. Yeah. <clears throat> this helps us a lot with motorcycle cases and victims' vehicles. Victims' vehicles get stolen. They call us the next day or that same night, and they're like, "Hey, my vehicle is tracking at this address." We'll go out there and we'll, we'll locate the vehicle and you'll have your vehicle back soon. That's, if that's, you don't have a tracker, who knows where your vehicle is at? There's no way to know. Well, there, there are ways, but it's just harder. Like, harder. So you go to LP, LPRs, you get the toll booth, and there's ways that they investigate. I'm sure they don't want to give out all their, but we can track. We can yeah. track. So what about air tags? That's a new thing, right? The only thing about air tags is that if it's, if, so if I have an air tag and I put it somewhere and then somebody else is driving in the car, they'll get notified that they're being tracked. But then they gotta find they gotta find the air tag. So hide it, not in the muffler, but hide it. We've had a few cases with the uh, with the air tag. Yeah, it helps us to the point where the last the way that the air tag works, it only notifies you the last time that it was near an iPhone. Ah. So if the driver that stole the or vehicle or any Apple device, or any Apple device. So if the person driving the vehicle is driving an Android, yeah, 
we're not going to get a signal from the AirTag because it's not linking to anything. Okay. Unless they pull up next to a, an Apple Correct. store. Some, somewhere that picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> or somebody with and an iPhone. And the other issue is the, the AirTag. I mean, the technology is getting better, but it's not an exact Pinpoint, pinpoint precise location it gives us a general so if you're concerned about your car being stolen gps is the way to go i'm sure there's plenty if you go to sound hidden, advice hidden gps hidden gps they're disconnecting the navigation on the cars all right so and now that brings me to another another question that you know i think somebody asked it but no actually they asked something about a task force but do you guys do proactive stuff or you guys since there's a caseload that you guys are following up or are you the ones to go out because i know tactical robbery they also deal with stolen vehicles and you guys work hand in hand maybe giving them some information and then they get somebody like hey we got this guy and then you guys follow up work Together, how does that work as far as going out into the field, or is it a lot of investigative work? There was a time where we had a proactive unit. We don't have a proactive unit at this particular time. We're a little overwhelmed with just the investigation portion, but um. But it, it, thanks for giving the chief on the heads up on my next proposal. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's it's not that we don't have. It's not it's not assigned to the auto theft because you still have. Problem solving. We have teams. a lot of resources. The yeah. good thing right now is we have really great communication with other agencies and departments and chats and stuff like that. So we share a lot of information. Um, everybody's dealing with the same crime trends right now. Yeah. So since we information share a lot, we're able to use other people's proactive units. And th and that that come that that. You know, uh, talking about the future now, where we're at, as opposed to before, you got a lot of technology, a lot of GPS, a lot of cameras. Everywhere there's cameras. In the city, we have tons of cameras, which in a future podcast, we're going to bring on the Real Time Crime Center to talk about those cameras. But you have a lot more resources to find these cars. So it's not like, you know, ah, the wind's blowing this way. Let's go that way. You know, it's yeah. more of a, we, we can rely on the, this information that we have and then kind of piece it together. So you don't need to be out there as much you still need to be out there but you don't need to be there as much what do you got ralph i see you leaning in no. you're like no just chilling enjoying the convo yeah thanks what else i know you had some more so we do we do work like she said with our resources yeah if we do get something good that we know that one of our bad guys is at a certain location with a stolen vehicle mm -hmm. we'll notify our undercover units mm -hmm. they'll send out their teams they'll sit on the vehicle they'll wait for the bad guys to occupy the car and they'll take them to jail they'll make the arrest to bring them into us we'll interview them and we'll see what we get, and then they're transported to the jail. Yeah, so typically there's, there could be either a crew working that is just wreaking havoc in an area where the spike is, comes from a crew. I know working, uh, when we were in Little Havana PST, and remember we got our, our days changed, and we got changed to midnights, no weekends off, I need this problem solved. First night out there, yeah, 22 occupied, got all the jokers that were doing this stuff, so that was a good night. Yeah, it's normally one crew that, that'll be hitting us a lot. Did I say 22 occupied? Yeah, yeah. you did. Stolen vehicle occupied. Sorry, I don't want to use police codes because I might lose some people. Yeah, so go ahead. I forgot what I was saying. Oh, you were saying know. that there's usually one crew that's hitting a lot. So oh. once they get caught, you do you notice like a You see, you see the, the spike starting to go down. Yeah. Mm. And then so the new crew, they'll you. come back and it'll start going back up. Okay. But we already know who now. Now we'll know who these guys are. Keep an eye on them. Nice. You can kind of, even though maybe you won't be able to tie specifically those cases to them, but you know that they were involved somehow because now they're off the street and they're not. Yeah. Like people public. that steal catalytic converters, yeah. which brings us to our the next mayor. topic. The mayor, El Mayor. Is that the catalytic yeah. expert? Yes, he is. Yeah. Detective Toca? 
He actually came out in the news. He, oh, he did a yeah. lot of news article. He, he looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to bring him. We're gonna, can you mind uh, having a seat over here on the couch? Swap. And we, we could swap because he is the expert. <clears throat> and I know, you know, it's a good. The cat's expert. It's show and tell time. It is. He actually bought, he brought in Look a. That. Is that a, a one of those where they drop in the things in the army? That's no. a catalytic converter. That show and tell. Catalytic converter. Yeah, yeah, bring it. You can hold it up. You can hold it up. Yeah, I'll hold it. I'll hold it so it doesn't make a lot of noise. This is a catalytic converter. That's been cut off. This is what the big fuss is about. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's this, it right there. There you go. Uh, Detective Toka. Yes. What are you tocoing right there? Tocoing right there. That's my Spanish. <laughs> what are you tocoing? <laughs> How do you say touch? I mean, toca. <laughs> exactly. Got the magic touch. There you go. You, you want to just shift your mic a little bit so you don't have to. There you go. Boom. All right. There he there is. All right, sir. So welcome, welcome officially to the microphone because you've been here the whole time. <laughs> and your first live audience. There you go. There you go. And it had a couple of chuckles. And yeah. you're like, hey, man, this is interesting. Very nice. Well, it's about to get more interesting. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, in the studio today, we have a catalytic converter. <laughs> <laughs> so you. can you explain can you explain to the audience at home? First, let's let's describe it a little bit to people that are that are listening in, in audio. What what is this here? What is it? So it sort of looks like an exhaust. It's under the vehicle. Right. Um, it's connected to it. It's basically it takes the hazardous uh, emissions from the vehicle mm -hmm. and it turns them into uh, converts them into gases that are safe for the world. Safe know. for the world. Green, go green. Go green. There you go. So uh, and it's an important piece. It's mandated. You have to have it on your vehicle. Uh, you get fined. It's a ticketable offense not to have one, but. Right. Uh, you know, of course, with COVID and everything, criminals get creative. And, uh, you know, with shortages of pieces being made, started going after these. That's what I was going to say. So what are they getting? Do they just want to ruin the world? Or is this mm -hmm. thing worth money? Well, it's, it's, it's worth, worth a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, it's church time. <laughs> so, we, so we have a timer in the studio. Yeah. We're going to go a little bit over it because yeah. we want to know about this catalytic converter. There we go. I have to pronunciate it. Otherwise, it comes out weird. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, you know, inside of it, it obviously to convert all those gases, there's uh, something called a honeycomb. You can see it. I see it. It does look like a little, I'll put it up on the screen there, but it looks like a little net in there, right? Like yeah. a little screen net. Like a mesh. Yeah, like a window net. Go ahead. So. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, that's that contains uh, a lot of different materials that are, you know, there's a shortage of right now. In the okay, world so those are really. like some precious items that are hard to find. Precious metals. Precious and metals so, that are hard uh, to find. You know, that's really what the reason the catalytic converters are so highly sought. You know, Let me ask you, is it is it specific to one car or they can be used for any car? Is that why it's so... Well, um, I mean, can you mind if I pass this like to them? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Like if it's a Dodge catalytic converter, do you does that have to be used on a Dodge or can it be used... No, they can be used. They don't. They don't put them on. They don't replace them and put them on different cars. They break down the catalytics, and the mesh comes out once you cut it open. So just for and the, the mesh. the metals inside are extracted. So it's what's inside. Correct. That they yeah. want. Okay. Yeah, the precious metals. Uh, you know, palladium. Iridium. I'm not a chemist, so if I say well, it wrong, you know. Uh, <laughs> There's iridium. Right, Isn't right. that what was in the Back to the Future car? 
The iridium? It was, right? Are you shaking your head? You don't know. Uh, flux maybe capacitor. Talking about the flux, flux capacitor. capacitor? Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, these, so these metals, they're going for a high price, and that's why. That's, yeah. I mean, it's under there, right? And it looks as though, and, and we can show it to one of the cameras, it looks as though it's been cut. Yeah. So they're not just going and unscrewing, so they're cutting these catalytic converters. Correct. Yeah, so what they do is, you know, I mean, they're quick, like anything. Crimes of opportunity. Right. They go under these vehicles, they look for low-lit locations, they scope it out, places that don't have cameras, and they get under there, and, I mean, within five minutes, they get under there with a handsaw. Yeah. They quick. saw off the pipes. Hand, handsaw? In or, and out. Or electric? Electric handsaws. Electric. Oh, yeah, electric handsaw. I thought one of those, like... That Sometimes. would take a long time. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, these guys are good. Must have Castrillo arms on there. So motivated. Yeah. Money. Oh yeah. So what is what is, what is on the on the uh, catalytic converter market? What what do they go about? The lower end, uh, you know, they're getting around like three hundred or five hundred dollars. But once you extract those uh, materials and all that, I mean, it's it's up there. You know? Thousands. We're talking yeah. thousands. So and and what happens to your car? When you when you start it, is this black smoke that comes out, or what happens? You're gonna turn it on. and It's gonna sound like a race car. It's gonna sound like a big boom. Oh, so yeah. like a rice burner, as they call them, like the Honda Civics yeah. with the really big obnoxious. Yeah. You're gonna know right away that loud, that loud exhaust. Boom. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can drive the car without it. Okay, it's just okay. loud. It's just really loud, yeah. which is how most people are like, "Hey, what's wrong with my car?" Yeah. And then they find out their catalytic is missing. You know, I've heard, I've heard. I'm like, that car, really? They're, why are they putting that cherry bomb muffler on that car? I've heard, like, bah, 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 going down. And I was like, that was weird. That was a weird. It didn't, didn't match the sound. I guess that's what it was. Could be. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so what you said, what you just said, and how they do it, you automatically gave some preventative tips, right? Yeah. So yeah. What, what do you got? I know you said it, so you just say the opposite of what you said. Yeah, I mean, you know, the deterrent things, you know, it's cameras. <clears throat> yeah. That's the big thing. I mean, that's that's our moneymaker right there. Bread and butter is good camera systems, yeah. uh, well-lit locations. You know, offenders uh, are always going to look for what's easy, yeah. what's quick and easy. So, you know, if you have moving lights, car alarms, cameras, things like that, right off the bat, most of the time they're going to avoid it. Even putting, like, don't hide it, the fact that you have cameras. Those yeah. little signs, like, hey, oh, this yeah, is yeah. protected. That is even, that's even more of a deterrent, right? And and if you hear out in the middle of the night, it's really loud when they cut yeah. um, these catalytics off. Yeah. So one of the things we've told people is pay attention to what's going on in your area. You hear construction noises, and you know nobody in the neighborhood is doing renovations. Something is not right. Yeah, it doesn't fit. Something's yeah. up. Yeah. And guess what? They probably wouldn't know that or even to think to know that until they hear this and the word being spread out yeah. that, hey, if you hear some construction, there's no construction going on. That's yeah. your car. That's your car. Take a peek outside. And yeah. uh, what? And then obviously call the police. And then call the police. Please don't approach yeah. anybody. And, we, and we've had a lot own. of this, you know, especially in our neighborhoods, uh, you know, neighborhood watches, see something, say something programs. Uh, we've gotten a lot of calls like that uh, where, you know, middle of the night. There's someone out there doing construction work. Yeah. You know, up to no good. Construction work on that car. Yeah, on so on your <laughs> neighbor's car that is not your neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> and again, we encourage everyone to notify us. That's what we're here for, to help you out. If you see something that's a little off, chances are it is. But even if it isn't, at least we get out there to investigate and maybe we could prevent this from happening. So Anise? just one more thing. Yeah. Um, another preventative measure. Um, you have to spend a little bit more money but um there are 
etching kits mm -hmm. that you can put so you can put an identifying marking on your catalytic um there's also like brackets to secure it to prevent it from being cut off mm. cat guards you know things like that you know you can get it installed at a mechanic shop but uh you know a little bit now saves a lot of trouble later i mean if you're concerned about it um these type of things a little bit above and beyond and helps out uh, we try to do our best but there's just some things that you know we, we can't be under or uh, by your car all the time it's so. kind of like a teamwork concept like you guys have to the Help public has out. to do their preventative stuff and be more aware so that you know we can do our jobs nice teamwork, teamwork is dream work there we go yeah with that being said, thank you for joining us, Detective Appreciate Toka. It. I got you. Yeah, he was, he was good. He was good. <laughs> hey, everyone. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you're not already, make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms, which are all right here. We'll link it down below in the description as well. Now, let's get back to the show. How is that uh, couch over there? Pretty comfortable. Pretty comfortable. I like it. Yeah, it's good. We got to get another mic over there for when we, we get more guests. My wife, my wife ever kicks me out, I'll come <laughs> over here. All right. Well, guess what? Now you guys are in the hot seat. So we polled the audience, like I said earlier, on Instagram, and they sent us in questions. So Anissa has the questions. This is one of the segments that she leads. It's called Random Questions from Instagram that Anissa is <laughs> going to read, read, read. We got to get better stuff audio better yeah okay so for the first question is how often do you recover stolen motorcycles and this is from stfu underscore i'm underscore sleeping <laughs> <laughs> well wow. well that's a very aggressive name that you had. <laughs> but <laughs> how often do we recover well, let's just talk about the intricacies of when a motorcycle is stolen and the because of its form and how, how much it's a little bit easier to hide these. Yes? Yes. So okay. motorcycles, if they have tracking devices, hidden GPSs in them, will recover the motorcycles a good percentage of them all of the time. So the dealers normally put a tracker on them. Bad guys know where to find these trackers. If the victim goes out, spends a couple of hundred bucks, adds an extra tracker on it, bad guys find one tracker, they're like, okay, we're good. Yeah. But they never look for a second one and will end up recovering these motorcycles in backyards, parking lots, parking garages, and we'll be able to recover them. So if, if, you, if you do your preventive measures, we'll be able to recover them. So chances to answer the exact question is, we do recover them at times. If there are no trackers, it's very difficult to locate these motorcycles. Like you said, they're very easy to hide. Yeah. Ship them out, dismantle them, sell them for parts. Or even in the back of a van, like you were saying, how they pick them up. It's pick them up, throw them in a van. Bikes are tough. Yeah. And then, even if a bad guy is on a motorcycle and the cops try to stop them. Yeah, those are tough. Yeah, yeah. Those are tough. Those are tough to, to get while, while they're moving or in motion. Well, that was a great question from, we're not going to say your name out loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very aggressive name. All right. So next question. Yeah. Um, Larga. Let me help you out. <laughs> I'm pretty good at pronunciating stuff. This is Larga Espada Matures Restaurant. Is that what that is? Is that what the R-E-S is? Response. Response. <laughs> Close <All> enough. Right. <laughs> so what are your 
<laughs> what are the most commonly stolen items? Hmm. Victims leaving their purses, their bags, briefcases, luggages inside of their vehicle. Something that's very obvious. Bad guys walking by a car, they take a peek, they see a purse, it's gone. It's gone. And um, firearms, don't leave them inside the vehicle. Please. That's pretty much yes. it. Yeah. Please. Pretty much all I got and to say period, about that. Period. Don't leave them inside the vehicle. Chances are it'll get used in a violent crime. Yeah. Cops will be knocking on your door saying, hey, where's this gun? Yeah, and we very have true. a very good uh, gun unit now that has cool technology. We're going to bring on, I'm plugging future podcasts. Bring them on here in we the work with them. We work with them. They're great. They're really good. So we're going to bring them on and talk about some of that tech that they have. But yeah, don't leave firearms inside the vehicles. All right, cool. All right. Actually, when I used to work at the mall, um, a lot of uh, travelers would come with like suitcases and they, they would buy a lot of stuff and then go to their car. And then drop off the stuff in their yeah, car leave and then come back and shop more. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> if, if you go to a mall, if you go somewhere, don't get Wait, out of your car, open your trunk, put your purse in your trunk because someone's watching you. Yeah. But when you do it, you, take it take when it the coast you. is clear, oh, take the purse with you. Yeah. Eventually, I just gotta, I just gotta, I guess don't be a victim and uh, kind of just uh, have some situational awareness of what, you know, just kind of peer around. Absolutely. And if, yeah, somebody's looking at you. And you turn around and you look at them. Watch this. Watch Castrillos. You see how he's he wants to turn away right now. Um, they'll usually turn around because they don't want to be seen. Ready? We'll do it again. Try again. <laughs> Boom. He didn't want to be seen, so he turned around. It's just no eye contact. No eye contact. So no, no, but that is what we so were talking about. Is uh, well lit. All this stuff. <clears throat> they don't want to be seen because it's better chance for them to get away. So if you're looking and you're like, I see you, not you don't have to verbalize it, but you look at them, like, hey. so then you're safe to put your stuff inside the car. Yeah, Just have some situation. Your surroundings, a couple extra seconds can save you hours of headache and heartache. And yeah. yeah. Parking well-lit areas. Yes. So, uh, one more time. Parking well-lit areas. No, I was doing a wow. turn. Oh, wow. boom, there it is. Like clockwork. <laughs> what do we got? All right, so... Uh, from MAP2525, mm-hmm. are you guys a task force or a regular unit within the department or both? LOL. So, can I answer that? Can we answer, but could we answer what maybe somebody doesn't know what is a task force? Task force is when you work in conjunction with other, with other police departments to target the same, the same type of crime or the same crew yeah. of people committing these crimes. So, to answer the question is both. So a lot of the times, the people we're looking at, they are also investigating. Mm-hmm. So we'll build a big case. All right. See, T- uh, teamwork is dream work. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> yes. We're gonna wrap it up. Anissa, got anything that you want to add in? Good. No more Tercel stories. No. Good. No. <laughs> it, was, it was really good. I'll say thank you to both of you. I think it was uh, some really good tips. I learned a few things that I didn't know before this started that I'm going to go home and do myself. So, yeah, yeah. I think the, there was some good, the some keys. good stuff on this podcast. I'm going to move the keys away from my door. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. That one. They're, they're out there trying to get my Highlander, son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> LT, Detective, Sarge. Sir, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for joining us. I hope you had thank fun. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bring you guys back? For Absolutely. sure. All right. Got With that it. being said... See you guys next time.